0: Where's my sandwich?
3: I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time.
0: There'll be food
3: and
1: drink and ghosts.
3: Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars?
1: You can say that and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I
0: have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, mighty Isis. And here are we. Go.
3: take two of uh, all the hardware and software and everything else problems that we have get going on so uh, guys as if I don't know how how's everything because I haven't talked to you for the last 15 minutes or so how's everything swell Uh, big Kev is agitated Dom how are you sir
2: um good just got my car back uh reggie got automated a little bit he's now (laughs) slightly pushed to start so i feel like i'm in the future you Um, mean like get out behind it and push no like fred flintstone uh they put holes in the bottom of my car so i have to like Uh, flintstone it push to start
1: uh, seems appropriate
3: you gotta do what you gotta do good halloween costume for you take it
2: yeah Uh, next
3: year uh, i will say that the uh uh, i was pretty happy from on halloween i got this awesome uh uh, youtube video my buddy sent me of the beastie boys ghostbusters mashup and uh yeah that that kind of made my day the 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 one thing that sucked was uh was it the same day uh we got the announcement about sean connery which was just really really like like f you 2020. like one like you had to get one more jab in on, on such a great day you, you, Don't worry, we still have fun. a whole two months of 2020 to go. <laughs> we have a whole so many more months of 2020. it Feels like, yeah, um, yeah. You know that was the only downside. But you know, I just I watched my horror movies, which was fun. And they did a an animated creep show episode uh, where it kind of looked more like the panels from the comic books that they were like they did cutscenes on and everything from the la- the first season. Um, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> It was a good, uh, nice different thing. I, I actually even like tweeted at the, the general manager for shutter. I'm like, you know, I'd be, I'd be okay if you guys do more of this. It was, uh, it was the good stuff. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised even if, uh, you know, just like everybody else, they try animation just because of uh COVID still and all the, all the issues surrounding it. So we shall see, but, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of it for the stuff that we already talked about the first time. Um, Real quickly, I do want to hit on Patreon really fast. Patreon.com slash Geeks of TNG. For just a buck, you can get access to our lovely Discord service where you can talk to people of the show, like me. For $3, you get the show a day and a half early, which is now Wednesday night. You'll get a sneak peek at the prep sheet, and the previous perks. For $5, you get the weekend bonus show of uh, Sir Sandwich. And uh, Sir Sandwich, Have you? Did, did you do an episode this weekend? Uh <laughs> did you, sir? <laughs> Sandwich?
1: I didn't Sandwich get to do comment. One
3: this week,
2: sorry. Yeah. I, I already said I didn't get to do one this week. I'll get one up this week. You're
3: goddamn right. The, week, the weekend is
2: long in 2020. you lose track of the days. Shut up. I see.
3: Uh and you'll also get a vintage episode of Big Kev's Geek stuff. And for $10 a month, you get the live, uh, Instagram feed of the show, which really t- it, today was one of those days where it was worth the 10 bucks right there because it was, um, oh, what's the term here? A hot effing mess today, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, you just deal with it. So, uh, you know, we're very okay with that. You gotta do what you gotta deal sometimes. Uh, but boys, uh, we have a lot of stuff going on. My main job for today. Uh, above all else, convince you guys uh, that we should talk about, uh, you know, Mandalorian a little bit. Because it was, um what's the word? Fucking awesome. It was phenomenal.
2: It was the a- only one you have to convince to talk about it is Kev. Because I am ready to talk about it. Nope. So you already won half the battle then. Nope.
3: But the, the, by the time the show gets posted, sir. Nope. It will be Friday. Nope. And
1: we have rules, sir. We are a nation of law and order.
3: We've
1: we've never
2: changed how things work around here ever. Such strict and harsh guidelines like starting an
1: hour ago. Let's uh, let's address West Coast Scott, who has chimed in on the Instagram saying, does anyone else miss Kev's beard? And the answer is no, (laughs) not even Kev. So. Yeah, there's that.
3: I, I will say I was listening to his that
1: changed ass. sandwich.
3: I, I was listening to his lovely huh? podcast this weekend, yes. and uh, where him and his uh, lovely wife were talking, they they started talking about uh, the Bull Rat sequel, the Bull Rat, Bull Rat movie, and they somehow segued very quickly to like living wills and trusts and everything. So I'm like, ah, this this you know stupid movie. I kind of need a will set up. And then he tweeted at me how I have to have everything set up. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm so. We went from Borat to my my financial security and everything, and the possession of my assets. It was just kind of a, a hell of a
2: level. in one simple
1: podcast. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. Like I'm actually working. I'm actually working with Scott on doing something similar.
3: And again, if you don't like West Coast Scott or his lovely wife. You're it's, a jerk. It's a you problem. It's Something's problem. wrong
2: with you. Something's wrong with you. It, it really is. And you should get
3: help. <laughs> Honestly, sandwiches sandwich just hit the nail on the head right uh, right there. So there you go. <laughs> uh, you remember
2: those old uh, Michael Jordan commercials? Stop.
3: Get some help. Just like that. I don't remember that. But okay, cool.
1: Nope, nobody remembers those but you. It's the Gambler commercials.
3: Oh, and that's, a, that's
1: ironic. <laughs> I would... It was maybe that was part of some community service
3: <laughs> Probably, <good laughs> that, he
1: had, that he had to provide. <laughs> it's quite possible. Great. And and now today, for the first time, since we're talking about our technical issues, uh-huh. today for the first time, so so pulling away the curtain, in order to have all of us on Instagram, I use my phone, point it at my laptop. Where Sandwich and Mr. Monty appear, Mm -hmm. and that's the image that goes out. Of course, today, for the first time, stacking with every other problem that we have, is that for some reason, I cannot discern, today, I can see my reflection in the black portion. See how I'm waving? (laughs) In the black portion. You know what it is? What? It's because you guys are stacked up, and I can't zoom in not stacked up and i can't zoom in i don't know oh i know that's what it is i don't know bugging me
3: just one more one more thing to put onto the list of things we got to fix so there you go sure um all right let's uh let's get into the prep sheet uh for today so uh again let's start off talking a little bit of star wars unfortunately it will not be the mandalorian uh, no, we
1: can talk about the Mandalorian. It was great. What's next? I, I, I kind of wanted
3: some more context to it, but... Uh, I know. Um, it was just so fucking good, man. Oh, Goddamn, so good.
1: You know what's awesome about you fighting me? So, In order to talk about um, the Mandalorian? What? You are not a Star Wars fan.
3: Uh, you are correct. But I have no problem disconnecting that thought, in terms of telling you, um, you know, what the what my how I would grade the material. I mean, there's music that we don't, you know, you may not like listen to all the time or really care for, but would, but you would say that's a damn good song, and then forget about it forever. You know, this is that's kind true. Of, this is one of those things where you gotta just disconnect yourself, yeah. like a proper critic should do, uh, and just talk about the property at hand. Uh, and that's what I that's what I try to, you know, I tell you, like, the, I like to start off with the fact if I have uh, an attachment to a franchise or a type of movie, uh, especially when there's like sequels or if I have, uh, you know, um, um, you know, heart you know, something I might have watched when I was a kid, if I'm doing like a rewatch or something. Uh, so, yeah, like I, I kind of like that's my warning of saying, like, you know, I'm not really grading it fairly. The Mandalorian, I can absolutely grade on a fair scale. Uh, Because I have no attachment and it is phenomenal uh, from beginning Mm -hmm. to end. And I just, you know, and and it's funny because sometimes my favorite parts are just those end credits when they have the artwork going by. uh, Yeah. Agreed. Above all else. It's just like the perfect way to end that damn show. Uh, I don't
0: know.
1: I thought I had seen that they were going to release a book for season one containing all of that artwork. I, thought, I think I think we talked about yeah, that. We did. did we? Yeah, we did. OK,
3: yeah, it was a nice. Yeah. I don't know how long ago
1: we talked about it, but I'm probably sure we talked about quite a while ago.
3: Yeah, it was a nice uh, yeah. coffee table book from what I can recall. Uh, but um, yeah, so and hopefully they, you know, I actually would still like to get my hands on that coffee table book. Uh, But going back to the other story at hand, since uh, unfortunately we're not talking about the awesomeness that is The Mandalorian, uh, John Boyega uh, had a very transparent conversation with Disney following the Star Wars criticism. Uh, In an interview that I believe was uh, from The Hollywood Reporter, he says uh, it was a very honest and very transparent conversation, he says. Uh, There was a lot of explaining on their end in terms of the way they saw things. They gave me a chance uh, also to explain that my what my experience was like. Uh, I'd hope that uh, me me being so open with my career at this stage would help the next man. Uh, the guy that wants to be the assistant uh, DOP. I don't know what that is. Uh, Director yeah, of photography. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the guy that wants to be a producer. I hope that the conversation uh, is not such a taboo or elephant in the room uh, aspect right now because someone just came and said it, he continued. Um, so it looks like from the conversation, this is that remember, uh, uh was in September. Uh, he had that GQ article. Was it, I don't remember where, uh, which country it was GQ. I think it was one of the, uh, versions overseas. Uh, but where he pretty much said that, like, you know, they, they screwed up and he didn't like the way he was being treated and he, that he was just kind of being pushed, uh, to the back, uh, with absolutely no explanation. So, I mean, my, my initial thought on this is good on Disney. I mean, they have a new CEO. I don't know how high up the chain this went, you would assume it went pretty damn high, uh, in terms of this kind of matter. Uh, but it looks like that, you know, they're putting something in motion when they're like, all right, listen, we, we want to get more, you know, have a face-to-face conversation and try to fix the matter at hand. What's your experience? Um, you know, I mean, it could have been a lot uh, harsher than that, that it, we're just not hearing about it. But on the surface, um, I mean, I think this is like the right step for Disney to make sure that, uh, you know, they kind of crush any concerns uh, future actors may have in any of their movies, not even just a Star Wars movie, especially for people of, uh, of color.
1: From an outfacing perspective, I agree. You know, Disney needs to put the good face on here, but John Boyeg is never going to work for them again. I mean, you, you don't speak bad about the mouse and then get ex- and then expect to get rehired. That's just not going to happen. Damn. And uh, oh, I'm glad that he had this cathartic conversation with them and and how he was treated and how he felt uh, the the story went and should have gone or whatever the discussion was. But it's not going to change the way that uh, I don't feel it's going to change the way that Disney does anything. Uh, Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, they put, they're going to put the good face on because they're Disney, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's the end of it. And John Boyega will never work for them again. Guaranteed. You'll never see John Boyega in another, anything even affiliated with them. I don't think you'll ever see him work for them again. Just, just the same way that, uh, you know, just the same way that what's his name, um, Cyborg, will probably never work for Warner Brothers again.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and I respect the fact that both of these gentlemen have, you know, the concerns that they had and that they spoke up about those concerns. I think that's very important, and and I even applaud the fact that that Disney is is even to the extent that they're really actually listening and Warner Brothers as well. I applaud that as well on the surface. Uh, However, you know, like, I just think that the way that those studios work in this day and age, Mm -hmm. they're not going to put themselves in a position to have to deal with this again. That's what I think.
3: If this was something that happened maybe even 10 years ago, I would absolutely agree with you. Um, the the only reason I have a little bit of reserve because, you know, with corporate America, like they always keep tabs if uh, a former employee ever s- does anything that goes against company values for any stretch. Um, but in the in the aspect of the Black Lives Matter movement and the fact that people are watching this like under a microscope with him, um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't close the door I would at least put like a foot to kind of block the door from closing with to you know with him doing more stuff um but I, I can honestly see it go I think it's a 50 50 chance to be totally which obviously are the only two options uh but uh I, I don't know i I don't I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in some shape or form uh just so maybe the company can try to save face um you know with this disaster because they, the company doesn't have a whole lot to celebrate this year. Uh, With the you know, they had the disaster of of Mulan rollout. They have the disaster with their parks Uh, They had this situation with Star Wars Uh, So yeah, I wouldn't I I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do something almost put out like a little bit of good press uh, At the same time but uh, sandwich what's your take?
2: So, you know as someone who was really excited when the new trilogy was coming out I liked Finn to start, and me, along with everyone else who was watching it and paying attention, really saw him kind of fade out of the film to the point where I don't want to say I forget that he was in episode 3, but like or episode 9, um, but like his part is meaningless. Literally, you could have put any stunt double in that part, and you've gotten the same effect throughout that entire movie. And I think it's good that he spoke up and said something about it, because I don't know about you guys, but I thought he had a lot of potential as a character. I thought he had a lot of room to grow, and he could have developed into a character that a lot of people enjoyed. And I'm in Monty's camp. where I don't think this is going to be a breakup. I think this is more like you know maybe an extended break. Maybe we'll date other people. You know, <laughs> see other things, and maybe you know, we'll come back around to this in you know five, ten years from now. Maybe then you know when John Boyega gets something else. Because in my opinion, I think he'll find work. Doing something because he's a good actor and he's got good credits, in my opinion. I know Star Wars might not you know, have the best nerd cred, but I think it has good cred generally. That's just my opinion. So he'll find something. He'll be able to get his legs under him five, ten years from now. Maybe Disney is lining something up and they think, hey, you know what? We'll try this boy Eager kid out again. See how he feels now. And uh, we'll go from there do I think it'll be Star Wars no I think he's done with Star Wars do I see him maybe stepping into something else with Disney maybe Marvel probably not but that's always an option they're expanding the universe every year or so where they're throwing in more characters maybe or maybe some other kind of Disney property perhaps but I don't think this will be the last we see of boyega in a Disney film by far
1: I'm not saying that the man's never gonna find work again not- I just think he made his I just think he narrowed his prospects. Mm-hmm. a tad
3: you know, maybe. and
1: i don't think that's you know i think he did what he needed to do mm-hmm. and good for him for doing it but with respect to him it's clear that they were going in a different direction with his character in star wars in the first film you know it's clear that they were going in a different direction And they clearly didn't. And, you know, again, this all comes back to one thing. One thing. The Last Jedi broke Star Wars. The Last Jedi broke Star Wars. It broke Star Wars because it completely changed the directions they were going with some of these characters that they had to do all this mad, scrambling nonsense for Rise of Skywalker. It broke it because, they, they, because it was so bad that the splash spilled over onto Solo, which was a great film, uh, a great Star Wars film, with way more potential than, uh, than, than The Last Jedi's splash gave it credit for. And again, no matter what you do, it all comes back to the last Jedi. The last Jedi broke Star Wars. You know, and I'm not saying it wasn't already cracking,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because let's be honest, the Force Awakens criticism was the fact that they just redid Star Wars. So that wasn't great. That criticism wasn't great, but there was some good stuff there that they could have built off of and they didn't build off of it. Uh, what they did was they made this this incredible left turn, and just uh, you know just broke it. It just broke Star Wars. There's no other way to no other way to put it. There you go. And this is this is the result. Their mad scrambling for Rise of Skywalker upset everybody. It wasn't just John Boyega. It was uh Daisy Ridley it was it was everybody was upset about that movie and they should be because it's <laughs> terrible but it's it's kind of like well we we got to tie up all these loose ends somehow and no i don't agree with what jj abrams did to tie them up but at the same time you know i wasn't in it i didn't have john boyega's experience so on top of the fact that it was a really just a bucket of bad choices. It just made it a bad experience for everybody. So there you go. It all goes back to last Jedi.
3: Uh, Let's move on. I just kind of want to hit back on the uh, Sean Connery thing really quickly uh, because Harrison Ford, I just had a nice statement for him uh, that he said in variety that I'd like to mention really quickly. He says he was my father, not in life, but in Indy three. You don't know pleasure until someone pays you uh, to take Sean Connery for a ride in a sidecar of a Russian motorcycle, bouncing along a bumpy, twisty mountain trail and getting to watch him squirm. God, we had fun. If he's in heaven, I hope they have golf courses. Rest in peace, my friend. Uh, and he just went on to say a few other nice things and everything like that uh, about him. But, uh, you know, this is like the one time I feel like, uh, you know, Harrison Ford just doesn't, you know, it doesn't release a lot of statements, or, you know, other than not really caring for Star Wars. Uh, but, uh, the fact that he just even had like a great experience, uh, with Sean Connery, which coincidentally, this was also the first movie that exposed, uh, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Connery to me, uh, which of course then, you know, my father showed me James Bond and that was a whole rabbit hole right there. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, whenever I think honestly of Sean Connery, my first, uh, thought is the fact that his he is the father of Indiana Jones. So just kind of, uh, you know. I think that's just a cool nugget right there. So there you go. Uh, which by the way opened in nineteen eighty nine. God damn.
0: Wow. Yeah. That
3: was a long time ago. Sandwich, how old were you then?
1: <laughs> negative. negative you were negative seven?
3: Yes. You're a son of a bitch. Damn. Negative seven. Son of a bitch.
2: My parents hadn't graduated high school.
3: Okay, let's continue.
1: Um, stranger You're making thing. Monty feel old. Yeah, for real. Don't um, laugh at him. Don't laugh at him, sandwich. It's tough being the oldest guy in the room.
2: You can only imagine what it's like. I,
1: I can only imagine too, but I'm just saying.
2: Yeah. See, what what the what the viewers don't know is, me and Kev actually have the exact same birthday.
1: The exact. <laughs> same well, near well, near enough.
2: Near enough. Yeah, he's like a couple days older than me.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, let's talk a little uh, stranger things, uh, if we can. And uh, uh, what you call it? The executive producer, Sean Levy, L-E-V-Y, uh, had some interesting words that he Levy, said. Levy, Levy. Levy, Levy, I'm Leva? not sure. Uh, had some interesting Leva things RG. to say. Uh, he he said that because of the, pan- uh, the pandemic, definitely uh, massively delayed shooting, and therefore the launch of our current season four, uh, which the date is still TBD but it impacted very positively by allowing the Duffer brothers for the first time ever to write the entire season before we shot it and to have, uh, have them have, uh, let them have time to rewrite it in a way uh, that they rarely had before. So that the quality of these screenplays are exceptional, maybe better than ever. Uh, you know, I mean, this is one of those things. I mean, it's a very fast paced world, uh, where they got to try to meet deadlines. They have contracts where they got to get things together and approvals and yada, yada, all that stuff. Um, you know, it's one of the few times that you hear in Hollywood where, uh, you know, it allowed someone in this case to just take a breath of fresh air. Um, so they can, you know, if, if, if it's a matter of copywriting, it's a matter of just kind of going back you're bouncing ideas off the wall, uh, instead of just kind of churning things out. Really quickly, because obviously they're uh, they're they're getting paid a boatload of money to uh, put these things out uh, accordingly. So uh, it's just kind of interesting to hear um, one of the few good things about the pandemic in a case like this. So you know, I mean, the uh, just one of those things. So I'm glad to hear that they're uh, you know someone was able to benefit. One of the rare. One of my
2: favorite things about uh, Stranger Things is that. I think season 4, I don't know if they said it officially, I think it's supposed to be the last season. Or the second to last season.
1: I think it's 5 is like the last, the last season. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> the, the, how they look in season 1 when they were like 12 versus how they look now, it's going to be funny because I think in the span of the show it's been like 2 years, but there have been like 6 years of aging. So I think there's always something funny about like when you hire a child actors for a TV show. Mm-hmm. If it runs too long... <laughs> Yeah, like Carl In The Walking Dead I feel like He went from like hi I'm Carl To like hi I'm Carl Not that aggressively but like in The Walking Dead Like between episodes I feel like he just Suddenly sprouted but up to like a-
1: They have some you know what I think is different About Walking Dead though is that they have You know They have in those years Expressed The fact that there were time gaps Between the seasons that we didn't see Like you never saw winter In Walking Dead Like, ever. You know, like, it was always like, you know, you know, every other, you know, spring, summer, or fall. But Mm -hmm. never winter. (laughs) And so, you know, I think they try to, like, explain the fact that, you know, Carl going through his growth spurts. This is a bit different, though, um, in in a couple of senses. One, you got to look at that kid, Wolf, Wolf, Wolfhard, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, the the kid who's like the boyfriend of eleven, that one. Okay. That kid went from kid size to like as tall as me, <laughs> like in the last year. You know, like I mean, since they filmed season three. I mean, I don't know if you saw or not. He's in Ghost. He's in the Ghostbusters uh, sequel, uh, Mr. Monty. Um, you go look at him in that trailer, and then you go. Hop on season one of Stranger Things and see what he looked like before his uh, incredible. The guy's like, I mean, he he's looking like uh, Adam Driver, big.
3: <laughs>
0: well, like, I
3: I, at the, I, I I didn't meet those kids y- once, y- and yeah, they were they were kids, they were real itty bitty. So uh, yeah, yeah, I can, I, and you know, they were, you know, not even like they were like half my size. So I'm I'm sure, again, yeah, you know, you're, they're probably towering over us. Uh, That
1: kid, at least that one kid is, that one kid is just like, you know, every time I see him in something or a trailer for something he's going to be in, I'm like, Christ, he grew eight more inches. (laughs) It's like a weed.
3: And one more story I just want to hit really quickly before we go to break. Uh, For fans who like their vintage video games and they like their Nintendo uh, the 35th, this is the 35th anniversary of, uh, super Mario brothers and, uh, Amazon, they're actually kind of, uh, you know, they're kind of going all out for it right now. They have like a big, like, uh, uh, splash page on their website, kind of just talking about the anniversary and they're releasing uh, commemorative shipment boxes. So, uh, if you're making an Amazon order, you may get a, a random Mario Luigi, or you get the old eight bit, uh, uh, you know, Mario gameplay kind of stuff from the very first game from, uh, all the, all them years ago. Um, yeah, if you're, you know, you're one of those people who like, uh, having all of the Nintendo stuff in your collection, uh, check it out right now. They have it over at Amazon. Uh, and of course they have it set up so you can buy some of the commemorative, um, or, or new Mario brothers items that you're going to want for your home. So, uh, check that out when you get a chance. Um, that's really all I got Uh big kev, Why don't you take us to break, sir?
1: With that, Mr. Mayhem, we will bring this train wreck to a break, Uh, the only break we take on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 612, Uh, what did we say earlier?
3: Post-National Sandwich Day. After these
0: messages,
1: we'll be right back. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners, it's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast.
0: We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family.
1: It's called The Piecast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media.
0: At Pie Day Family.
1: And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. I'm James Hatton. And I'm podcast Rob. And
2: we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at
1: somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine
0: podcatchers as well.
2: Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network.
1: Build your own X-Wing. Skywalker's legendary Red 5 starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2 D2, motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step by step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends, model
0: space. Hey, this is Mez, founder of Mezco Toys, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff.
2: Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop, and Big Kev Huna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 1 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your 3 3 4 Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the Proton Torpedo Bay, working engine lights, and a light up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and peeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing and the engine lights power up, all by your remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do do 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 premium offer. You get 118 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription, each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines, featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwin.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779.
3: Check them out today. And there you go. Good job, everybody. Uh-oh uh Thank you. i have a few things i want to hit on really quickly before we do a uh a toy breakdown um oh well, let's see which ones start with first first i'm going to hit on uh super seven they're doing a uh pre-order right now for some ninja turtles figures and they look phenomenal uh just absolutely phenomenal the only problem is that uh you know, they're a little bit on the pricey side for the set of four, it costs $180, but uh, it just looks fantastic. Uh, you get uh, Donatello, which a uh, very close friend of the show would be interested in. Uh, you get Mondo Gecko, you have Casey Jones, and you have uh, Muckman and Joe Eyeball. Uh, they look a lot like the 80s toys, the classic Playmates toys, but on steroids.
1: That's that's what they are. Yeah. They are they are they're six inch uh, uh, articulated versions of the original Playmates toys.
3: They are. Uh, I was just going to mm-hmm. say the the colors yeah. have a little bit more of a, a vivid uh, look to them. Uh, they have uh, at least with Donate- Donatello and uh, Mondo Gecko, they have uh, alternate heads. Uh, yeah, and uh, they look just fantastic. I mean, my a friend of mine has uh, all of the other uh, sets of the toys. And he is a, he says the pictures don't do it justice, that they are so much better uh, than what they actually look like in the pictures. And yes. uh, I'm, I'm a big, I think, I want, he, I want to say that he said the four horsemen played a role in terms of the sculpting um, for some of these. I'm not 100% sure on that, so don't hold me to it. Uh, but he says that they are absolutely outstanding and something that's worth uh, at least to take a look at uh Mm -hmm. i also want to hit on uh mondo well
1: Uh, before before you go away from those mm -hmm. you don't have to buy all of them you can buy them individually
3: yeah you can yes i yeah kind of because i just mentioned the set there but yes you're right
1: yes Uh, and this is their it's i think it's their ultimates line right i think that's the name of the line
3: correct it is
1: yeah and they've had a few of these um, so far. Obviously, they've spread the turtles out through the waves. So there's, um, they're finishing the turtles. I think they're finishing the turtles with this wave. I think Don was last, and of course, the great Casey Jones, which I w- which I ordered. So there you go. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah. So good They're stuff. really good great. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Uh, really quickly from Mondo. Um, I'm a big fan of these guys. I just really love the quality. Uh, They have some great vinyl posters that they're releasing. Uh, But one thing that uh, in particular to hit on is um, they have a creature, Creature from the Black Lagoon coming out. But as Big Kev pointed out to me before we started the show this morning, uh, this afternoon, uh, on the Sideshow website, they have Creature from the Blue Lagoon. So and I'm
1: telling you now they really did not nail that likeness of Brooke Shields.
3: Oh, come on Oh, by the way, really quickly oh. if you if you click on the pictures through the sideshow thing uh, The logo for creature from the black lagoon is on there uh, So yeah, there's an intern who may not have a job uh, tomorrow.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean seriously uh, I mean that's not even a, and that has been up for oh It's been up since the, like this morning and it <laughs> still hasn't been corrected I mean, I'm sure somebody has to have told them by now. I mean, even if they just stuck a picture in there of Brooke Shields, I think it, it would at least be funny.
3: <laughs> Stop it! Uh, you I mean, know, I, I I will say that I know uh, some folks who pre-ordered this thing. Uh, I know it's coming in over at uh, Gotham Comics, but uh, I believe that those were some special orders for people that were already uh, set. Uh, this just looks phenomenal. Uh, this figure here and. Uh, if I was a fan of the creature from either either Blue or Black Lagoon, uh, I would absolutely consider getting this. If there was a Frankenstein, um, I would definitely... I might have to pull the trigger on that. Uh, I was still- a
1: fan I mean, of the creature from the Blue Lagoon. I mean,
3: either or. I mean, maybe this is just, just, it's, saying. It's just the reboot. Uh, but, I, I mean, I'm still tempted to kind of get this thing because, I mean, it's just... it The, the figure just looks absolutely phenomenal no matter which uh, title you decide to go with. Uh, right now. So there you go. Uh, But that's all I have. But uh, you guys have something that you'd like to break down for us today. So what do you
0: have? Yes.
1: Today Uh, today we're going to talk really quickly about the Mezco 112 Harley Quinn. That's a classic Harley Quinn. Uh, For those of you with video capabilities, you can see Mr. Sandwich holding it up. Uh, No, the other right hand, sir. The other way. There you go. A little further. There you go. Now pull it to, there you go. Uh, yeah. So of course, um, the amazing Mezco 112 line, uh, the super articulated, the, uh, hyper accessorized, um, line from Mezco covering, uh, all sorts of genres. And I mean, they do, they really are nearly doing something for everybody at this point, I would think. They had some horror stuff. I don't know that you got in on that stuff, Mr. Monty. Did you get in on the Frankenstein or any of that? I had a
3: chance. The, I the horror? I deliberately mm. skipped it because I knew what rabbit
1: hole that would have been for me. Yes, and it would have been. And uh, they have, did you see the Popeye?
3: Yes, I did.
1: Yeah, The Popeye and Bluto set just arrived as well. Phenomenal. Plus, they have their own original characters. We talked about one a couple of weeks ago. Um, called uh, oh my gosh, I've f- I forgotten Baron, Baron Benz, yeah. And then th- we just have a new one, uh, that's uh, probably awaiting Mr. Sandwich, uh, over at the uh, the shipping deck of the um, product archive, uh, called Doc Nocturnal, another great original character, which we'll talk about on an upcoming episode of Geeks of TNG. But for today, it's the classic Harley Quinn. And what does she come with there, Mr. Sandwich? It looks like a bevy of uh, so, uh, of uh,
0: items. Yeah,
2: so, there's a couple things here. I pulled out the highlights for me. But, obviously, with Mezco, you're going to get a couple hands. Uh, we got a head that obviously comes stock. And then two additional heads. So, I'm going to show the camera right now. We got, like, a laughing traditional Harley Oh, that's Harley a great, great one. Eggs. Wow and then we have another face it reminds me more of like an Arkham Asylum kind of feel you know she's not wearing the like
1: Harlequin Garth other, other or way hair. sir. other way Mr. Sandwich use your right hand there you go now center it a little bit to your right that's the center right there sir so when you hold up stuff that's where it should go I actually like that head too, so that's going to be a really difficult one for me to display because how do you pick from those three heads? Yeah, I don't know. she's
2: got a couple other smaller accessories. Uh, I didn't take them all out honestly because this is generic. But like you know, we have a grenade, a little cork gun. Uh, I took out the highlight for me, tiny little hammer. Beautiful, there you go, right here, big wooden um, mallet, very yep. classic. Uh, She has a rocket launcher, and then there's an effect of a rocket being shot out. Oh, oh, nice. Um, Hmm. I I left that in there still, though, because I didn't want to take too much out. Uh, There's a little Joker doll I guess you're supposed to walk with.
1: And I've seen her posed with the pigtail head, you know, with just her her hair hair. and pigtails, just holding that doll um, and the hammer on her other shoulder. I thought that was probably one of the best poses that I've seen uh, for that. So I might, at one point, when I have a display and I have her in it, I might emulate that po that pose.
2: Um, but yeah, I mean, this is absolutely phenomenal stuff we got we have right here. Mesco once again, as we say a hundred times, we'll say a hundred times more just put out some of the best stuff they really do and they it's it's never a disappointment when you have something from Mezco you know I've never seen anything and beyond this show I've seen a lot of Mezco stuff that it all looks stellar it all just looks and they put a lot of effort into this stuff and this is for me seeing other toys we've uh, and action figures we've talked about on the show it doesn't break the bank honestly for what you're getting I mean I think it's the best bang for your buck when you're looking at collectibles in the geek world, once again, that's from me. That's me
1: seeing what I've seen. No, yeah, no, I, I, I would totally agree, Mister Monty. Do you have the Do you have the photo up there uh, from Mesco for this?
3: Uh, I did, but the I just closed the browser window by mistake. So standby uh, to standby, stand by, and
2: now when you that, get yes. the,
1: can you just give us a breakdown of the the accessories that are in the box?
3: Uh, you know,
1: because I want to make sure that we. Uh, I know there's a bunch of different hands I'm sure that some that are suitable For holding all of those items That so, Mr. Sandwich mentioned I have the rundown oh, if I know Oh yeah, okay, go. cool all right.
2: So we have one pair of fists One pair of mallet holding hands One pair of grenade holding uh, One grenade holding hand So only one hand can hold a right. grenade <laughs> uh, One gun holding hand A bomb holding hand And a posing hand then it comes with, like I said before, the doll, rocket launcher, the effect of a rocket being shot out, mallet, grenade, bomb, and then a pop gun, another kind of gun thing. Nice. So she's got a lot of stuff,
1: and it's a it's it really is a full package.
2: Oh yeah. Once again, as I always love to highlight, at Mezco they fit a lot of stuff in a reasonably sized package. You know, and there's not a lot of empty space. Something's being used where it can fit. And you know, it just it makes sense. We don't. And it has a a tiny and put it in a giant box.
1: Right. It has a stand in there also. Right. Yes, a stand and
2: uh, a display like logo.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, Yeah, those Mezco stands are are really really popular for guys who are posing uh, characters. It's got that kind of that sky arm. At least that's what I Mm -hmm. call it. I don't know if other yeah. people call it that. Um, kind of a clear, posable arm with sort of the the kind of lobster claw on the end uh, that grips to the figure. Yeah, really great stuff. Another really great Mezco One Twelve um, in their in their wheelhouse here. I like the classic version. I think they did another version of her too. I'm not sure which um, style. They, they may have also done, but Harley has had a whole bunch of different costumes and styles since her inception, but I stopped dead cold at the original uh, version with the red and black suit with the puffy collar and, and uh, wrists uh, and the big mallet and, you know, the big pop gun. I stopped dead in my tracks at that version of the character. I don't like the other versions of the character. There was one version where she kind of went red and blue. Do you remember that one, Mr. Monty?
3: I believe I know which one you're talking about. I'm kind
0: of, yeah.
1: Yeah. So there was that one. There were a couple of other ones also. I really didn't dig, but the classic, the original Harleen Quinzel, just becoming Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. uh, red and black sort of costume gets me every time so i'm really happy mezco uh, uh did this one and uh it, and it seems like another you know knock out of the park now i'm sure a hundred percent that this is sold out but hey this is another warning bell for you that if you collect uh figures of any type if you collect six inch figures if you collect harley quinn figures if you collect uh you know anything really you definitely want to be checking out Mezco, Mezcotoy.com, I think is what it is, right, Mr. Monty? Uh,
3: Mezcotoys, to- Mezco dot toys zcom
1: There you go. You want to check at, that out. You want to see what they have upcoming. You want to sign up to their newsletter. Uh, whatever it is that gets you the notifications that when they have a new 112 product, mm-hmm. you want to know about it. Because if it's in your wheelhouse or you're gonna start a wheelhouse, you can't do better in this scale than Mezco 112. Period. We've said it a hundred times. Nobody's doing better six-inch figures. Than Mezco for the price point, for what you get in the box, for the quality, for the uh, the sort of interesting take they've had on some of the characters, for the original characters. Holy cow, those original (laughs) characters. Uh, You can't for the movie and, and other licenses like Popeye that they have. You can't get better. You don't get better. You won't get better than Mezco. So there you go. Another uh, another great Mezco product. I love talking about those. I can't even begin to tell you guys no, you how, how I remember. You know what my biggest one of my biggest regrets is as a collector is I didn't get in on Mezco 112 for Dark Knight Returns. Because as you guys know, Dark Knight Returns collector. And I was kind of like, eh, they're not going to go anywhere. You know, I'll be able to get them. No. In fact, one of them, they have a black and white variant of Batman that is the most expensive 112, I think, that there is. And it's it's a couple of thousand dollars at this point. Yeah, that's so,
3: yeah, it's a bit hard nugget right there. Uh, and I will say, too, just kind of going through their website, uh, you know, they had the, if you remember, the uh, Adams Family collection that I came out last year. Which, I, by the way, I did just see the movie. Um, finally the five-point collection. Yep, the five-point collection, just another right. thing, you know, phenomenal set. They look just like the movie, uh, the, the way the characters were shaped in the movie, uh, which was a, it was a good fun kids' movie, really, more than anything else, um, which had some interesting bits and pieces. It actually worked out well for that kind of animation. Uh, and again, five points. They they just knocked it out of the park uh, on this set, too, just with the way it looked. I mean, Mesco is always one of the highlights. Uh, I mean, I've only got to Toy Fair twice. Uh, but uh, just one of the absolute high- highlights for sure uh, you know and it's it's worth remember they have the the five points uh, Batman 66 box set which um, you're probably gonna want it I'm just kind of calling it as it is um so uh, remember to check that somebody box. in this room
1: ordered it I'm just saying oh. I don't like to use names.
3: I don't like to use names either, Kev, but okay, cool. Uh, yeah, but again, just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal.
1: That sandwich. name is not Sandwich, so that <laughs> kind of boils it down a little bit.
3: process of elimination uh, right there. But really Rocky. good stuff from Mesco. And again, it's really worth just checking them out on the Instagram, uh, you know, because it's uh, it's always easy to kind of just kind of catch what they may be dropping uh, over there. You, Cause they, they you know what it is? somebody's companies post there a lot. What's up?
1: You know what it is, Mister Monty. They are the very definition of quantity over quali- or quality over quantity.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mezco doesn't put out a lot of toys, but the toys that they do put out are phenomenal. Quality over quantity,
3: and just very nice people. Very they nice, are very nice people over at uh, over
1: all our here. friends over there. Mike, Pierre, just everybody. Mez himself, great are. guy for sure. So
3: there you go. There you go. Uh, boys, I think that uh, kind of wraps us up for today, though. Uh, but you can catch us each and every week over at geeksoftng.com. You can check us out on our social media, Geeks of TNG, over at Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me as Mayhem. M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M. Um, on YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitch, uh, Twitter, mix them up, uh, Instagram, and Snapchat. Twitter itch. Twitter itch. I got a Twitter itch. Um, what you got, Big Cab? What are what? Are, what's your info?
1: You can uh, check me out promoting our Tell a Friend contest. Ooh. That's right. Tell a friend about the show, and then have that friend reach out to us via the GVM line. 201 2547 or by email geeks of tng at gmail.com and let us know what you thought of the show and who turned you on to it and the both of uh, those people involved in that could win fabulous prizes uh, cash and prizes directly from Mr. Monty and Mr. Sandwich so uh, there you go Prizes may be substituted without notice. (laughs) You can find me uh, at Big Kev GS on the Xbox One network, uh, to which I've been recently playing Fortnite. What? What you say? (laughs) Um, I don't know. I've just been having fun playing Fortnite. I don't know. Just, I like it. Um, Also, Red Dead Redemption and occasionally... um, Uh, Grand Theft Auto Uh, Other than that you can find me on BK Geek Stuff All the other Places that I am
3: Sandwich
2: You can find me on Xbox and Instagram At Fat Dumbledore F-A-T-D-O-M B-L-E D-O-R-E
3: Outstanding That has made me uh, crack up in quite a while Uh, And with that big Kev (laughs)
1: With that, with that, Mister Monty, we will bring this train wreck to a close. Episode six hundred and twelve, post National Sandwich Day. I really think we should just call it train wreck. Train wreck <laughs> to a close. Just let's just bring it to a close. The way we end some episodes by saying
2: <laughs> good night, Sean Connery. wherever you are.
3: Sean Connery deserves better. And
1: on that note,
3: we cue the music.
0: There are places I'll remember all my life. Though some have changed, some forever, not for better. Some have gone, their meaning, when I think of love as something new. Though I know I'll never lose affection for people and things that went before. I know I'll often stop and think about them.